this very zen episode of already five deep our 15th we discuss such topics as topics and topics <laughs> <laughs> hey you know something mo i can always uh, spot a bud light drink from cross room how so mostly because they're drinking bud light <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with the Coors Light drinker. Strangely I enough, drinking Coors Light. Man, that son of that son of a bitch over there is drinking Coors Light. That's must be a Coors Light drinker. <laughs> so, anyways, we're back at it. Uh, you heard the beer crack. That means at least we're already five deep, and uh, we're, we're, we're we're significantly deeper than that. But um, yeah, significantly uh, deeper. Significantly deeper. Kind of like that sub went significantly deeper than it should have and then imploded. 250 bands in the submarine. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> so we got that idea to do the ohm because uh, my wife has like a glass bell, brass bell, whatever, where it does like the ringing. And uh, Mo heard that. I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, yeah, I'd like to record that, but I can't do it consistently enough for it to sound good. So we decided to do an ohm. So that's what you get. You get an ohm. You get a very zen a zen moment. Uh, ohm, the sound of creation. Ohm. And then a beer crack, which is also the sound of creation. It's it really the sound is. of creating your own good time. The sound of creating your own drum. The sound of creating a great podcast for you dedicated double-digit listeners. Hopefully by the time this comes out, triple-digit triple listeners. Triple-digits. Triple-digits, baby. Triple-digits. That's what we're going for, baby. Subscribe. Like Rodney Dangerfield did a fucking triple Lindy. God bless his heart. God bless his heart. In school days. That's a very no. dated reference at this point. I don't, mm. I don't even care anymore. I don't, I don't care. I mean, where do my koozies go? Dang it. I got a, I got a tape or measure. Or just like Ice Cube hit a triple double on a good day. <laughs> right. Double digits on multiple. Yeah. You know. Dude, it's weird. So as as mentioned before, we're definitely recording in my garage. And uh, I don't know where my beer koozies are. But I definitely have easy access to my measuring tape. <laughs> so, which does me zero good right now. I just need a beer koozie to put uh, my, my du- I'm double fisting beers. I don't want them to get warm. Fuck it. I guess I just got to drink faster. Drink them faster. Mm-hmm. Speaking about faster, I'm just going to throw a curveball at you. A curveball. Nice baseball curveball. reference. Yeah. What do you uh, What do you think about um, racing sports? What's your favorite like race sport? Whether it be like, you know, car racing, horse racing, dog racing, pig racing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have like a memory where you're like, oh man, that was fucking sick. I want to see that again. Motocross, if you will. Whatever. Um, well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll start by saying what my least favorite racing sport is. My least favorite racing sport is me on a particularly bad day after eating some Taco Bell, racing to the bathroom, hoping against hope that I'm going to make it before I shit my pants. I hope you're wearing a GoPro for that shit because God no, damn. No, sir. I never, I never wear a GoPro. Never. You got to wear a GoPro for that. That's an extreme sport right there. Taco Bell race to the toilet. That's a Almost. sport right there. Dude, it, it should be. It should be. Uh, but, my, you know, my favorite racing sport. That's a very interesting question. 
Uh, so I guess the redneck, you know, white trash roots in me kind of want to naturally just say NASCAR, brother. But I've never really given a shit about that. Um, so I'll say my favorite type of race. Well, I'll give you my human, non-human. How about that? Because I really, I really like the hundred meter dash. It is, it is amazing to see at the Olympics, just like human beings pushing themselves as fast as they can for what is, you know, overall a very short distance and just doing it at breakneck speed. Like if there's a mistake, these guys are, and ladies are running at, you know, 25 plus miles an hour. If they trip and fall, like, it's not going to be pleasant. It's going to be gnarly. Uh, but it's just pure breakneck, breakout speed. Seeing Usain Bolt just dominate, you know, a couple Olympics ago was just phenomenal to watch. Like, And, like, I, I, know, I know it's the case because I've watched football on TV and I've watched football at the pro level live. And it is a different speed. It's a different feel because when it's on TV, you lack a lot of the perspective that you get when it's live. I imagine it has to be the same with the 100-meter dash. Oh, yeah. You don't get the same feel for how fast these human beings are really going because the camera moves with them. The camera pans with them. Yeah, no way some camera guy fucking down the cheeseburger while recording the race is moving as fast as the race. Well, that's not it. Jesus Christ. It's just you don't have the whole pit. So, like, it... The frames per second thing, yes. No, no, no. Not the frames per second. I'm talking about how you only get a little... you, You only get a certain portion of the picture, meaning... But you don't get the whole picture. You don't get the whole picture. You don't get like you don't get how fast they're moving compared to the backdrop of the crowd behind them. You yeah. don't get how fast they're moving compared to like you see the length and breadth of the field because I ain't rich. I'm sitting in nosebleed seats, baby. Yeah, oh, I see yeah, the whole baby. goddamn field. So when you see somebody traveling down that and they're eating up yard after yard and it's like fractions of a second, you're like, holy fuck, that is fast. And you there were there was some great there was some great uh, again I, I gotta say football even though it's not racing there were some great running backs in the NFL that had these really long strides and they looked like they were running slow but if you see them in person they are stupid fast yeah. it's because those are ground eating strides like they hit the open field and like all of a sudden they're not taking those stutter step jump cuts anymore like like Ladanian Thompson they are strutting it out and like those are like three four yard strides and oh like, yeah and they're they're not moving that but they're moving they're moving when you see somebody um uh like a like a Broles, another another charger you know super short little legs Sproles, like Sproles, yeah. Sproles, yeah not Broles, Sproles. see that's how long it's been since i rooted for an nfl team but when you see Sproles, like he's very short his legs are moving very fast he has to because his legs short he's fast yet but he looks fast even on tv but other guys like, you know, Adrian Peterson, uh, who's taller, more athletic, like he's fast. He doesn't look that fast on TV because he has such a long stride, but he's fast. Oh, yeah. He's so fast. 
to watch a hundred meter dash, it is, I remember one time I was watching a news broadcast after the fact and they showed the hundred meter dash in slow-mo and it showed all like, it showed the runners faces and how like you can literally see like as it slowed down, there's their faces bouncing up and down <laughs> and just the tension on their face and everything. It is crazy. It is crazy. And they are moving so fast. So that's my favorite human sport, the 100-meter dash. It's just raw, pure speed. It's not about endurance. It's just how fast can I go in the next 12 seconds? I don't need to last more than that. If you last more than that, you're, you shouldn't be in the 100-meter dash because you're fucking running slow. If you, last, if you last more than 10 seconds, you should be. In many human sports, 12 seconds should be enough. That's a Let's sexual. That's a sexual reference we're talking the, about right uh, now. <laughs> the, the hundred meter dash in in the Olympics is like nine. Yeah, nine seconds. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculously fast. I think I sent you. Oh, maybe I didn't send you. I think I did send you. That dude ran a four thirty beer mile. Yeah, yeah, four thirty beer mile. Dude, was I was crazy. thinking about that because. I did a little bit of different prep for our show today. I took my dog for a walk before him because when I walk my dog, it's pretty much automatic. I'm crushing three beers, and that's that was the case today. Typically, it's it could be even upwards of five in like 28 minutes span, but I've actually timed it. It's ridiculous. So I took my dog for a walk and crushing beers, and I was thinking, you know, what if they did like instead of like. Just every quarter mile. They did every 16th mile. That would be 16 beers within a mile. And I was thinking about it. That is a gallon and a half of beer in a mile. Gallon and like, half of beer in a mile. Yeah. And and I feel if you're at that level, you should be able to crush a gallon and a half of beer and still crush a mile. But think about it. If they did, If they did that... And anything under 20 minutes, that is literally 16 beers in under 20 minutes. I I know that's possible with some people, but they're going to feel... I, I can't even crush... I definitely can't crush any beers that quick. I think you could pour it in the right glass. Pour it in the right glass. I'd have to do some training to like <laughs> relax my throat and all that. But <laughs> sure. But dude, like right now... I'm a pretty fast drinker. I can, I can, in my first hour of drinking, I can work my way through nine, 12 ounce beers comfortably. And that, we talked about this before. That's not rushing. That's not anything. We talked about this before the show, too, Mo. Like, it is okay to be like an aggressive alcoholic. Well, not an alcoholic. It's okay to be an aggressive drinker and have a good time by yourself. Because I went, I went for a walk with my dog and you were here, like, dude, I'm just having a good time. I'm like, thank you. Fucking thank you. It's okay to sit here and drink by yourself and have a good time just getting fucking drunk. It is fine. I fucking love it. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that. Like, you know, you don't drink for the taste all the time. Because, I mean, yeah, sure, beer is not great until you develop a craving for it. And then you kind of crave it. And it's still not great, but you just crave it. But it is fun to just kind of, like, get a little loose, get drunk, hang out. If you're with your boys or not, it is just fucking fun. It is fun. It's nice to relax. It's good. And I don't care. I, you know, 
I definitely, I definitely realized I should probably maybe cut back on drinking, but I'm never going to stop drinking because yeah. I fucking love it. You can cut back if you, you know, if you're controlled enough to cut back. You can cut back definitely, but you don't got to stop. But, but I respect people that stop. People that have stopped definitely have their reasons, and uh, good for them. Moving on. No comment. Uh, so, 16 beer mile. That's what I think should be the next obstacle for those people. So, that's my favorite human one, the hunter. But my favorite uh, my favorite animal one is definitely like horse racing. Because, there you go, boy. We because go. we live in Southern California, a stone's throw from Del Mar. Yeah, baby. Where the surf meets the turf. Where the surf meets the turf. I hate that fucking term. But it but makes sense. True. But it makes sense. And, you know, uh, as we're recording this, episode 15, whenever it comes out, but we're recording it on opening day of Del Mar. So, it's going we are. On. There's I'll a lot. be out there very shortly, losing uh. a lot of coins on some ponies. <laughs> and that's my favorite because I haven't, I haven't seen any other animal racing live. I haven't I haven't seen cockfighting live, even though when I was growing up in Oklahoma, cockfighting was legal. Now he's like, that's not a race. It's a race to see who dies first. <laughs> so, but I never watched it. I like animal um, MMA sports. Yeah, cockfighting is tight. Yeah. I've, seen, I've seen cockfighting plenty of it. In Oklahoma, it was so weird for the longest time because you could legally cocks could legally fight there. MMA was legal there when it wasn't legal in a lot of states, but you couldn't get a tattoo there. And they didn't have lot the lottery there. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? You they guys are, don't they don't want you to win. You guys are so ass backwards. It's like, dude, if I want to get a tattoo, I have to go to Texas. But I but I could bring a I could bring a rooster here and fucking fight it with razor blades on. What the fuck was? Fuck yeah, I get what? to make a, we, we call those talons. Why can't I do both? You know, in Spanish, call those talons. Talons. Yeah. The big ass blades on. The so let me let rooster. me throw that back on you, Mo. Uh, you can answer it the same way I did. Favorite favorite human race and favorite animal race. And go into some detail, man. Yeah, man. Well, human race lately has been Formula One. Why? Mm. Because there's a bunch of like every country that makes cars. Every country that makes cars, not every country, but every country that makes cars is in on Formula One. Let me ask you this. Every country that makes cars or every country that manufactures cars? Manufactures cars. Okay. There's a a lot of manufacturing going on in like Thailand, Mexico, etc. Yeah, no. Well, you know what I mean. Every company. I don't. That's why I asked. I asked for clarification. Curveball to me, yeah. So every every country that God, like has a brand of car is in the race, you know. And with that, um, a lot of drivers that come from countries that don't have a brand of car are drivers for teams in Formula One, which you know, being American, when I like Team Red Bull. I fucking love Red Bull. But right I, now, uh, there's no better time for me to leave. love Team Red Bull. They got this dude, Verstappen, who I think is Austrian. And this other dude, Perez, who's like from Mexico City. 
and Perez, like last season or a couple seasons ago, was the first Mexican-born driver to podium in the Mexico One Formula One race. So that was pretty fucking badass. Mexico is going fucking crazy. And if you know anything about Formula One, you know that Red Bull has got a beef with the Mercedes team. And Hamilton is the fucking face of the Mercedes team. Rightfully so. Homeboy's a fucking badass driver. Uh, When he won the Brazil circuit back in like... I think it was like, again, last last season. Not this season, but last season. Dude, people were going fucking nuts in Brazil. Why? They could identify with him. Dude, like, you know, Hamilton's a darker English dude. But he's got, like, the, the, the darker melatonin. You know, down Brazil, a lot of people look like that. When he was, a, like, stand number one in Brazil, people went fucking crazy. And that was sick to see. So, slight segue. Uh, how are all those guys in Mario Kart, though? Probably shit, or who knows, maybe they're good. They could afford the better controllers. I mean, probably kick my ass mm. with my controller that lags. Yeah, I haven't played Mario Kart in years. You know? Probably kick my ass, too. Yeah. For sure, for sure. All right, favorite uh, animal race? Favorite animal race? Horses. Mm. 100% horses. I, uh, I do dabble in a little bit of horse racing. I am not proud of that. Nothing you know, to be ashamed of. You know, animal abuse. PETA, don't come at me. All right. <laughs> That's a joke we had earlier. <laughs> yeah. I wanted, I wanted uh, my dog to be a guest on our show. I'm like, well, you know the rules. You got to drink five beers. And my dog kind of looked at me. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't give me the fucking look. Don't at, don't at me, PETA. Yeah. He knew the fucking rules when he came here. I didn't coerce him in here. Because like human racing, when you see horses running on the track in real time that shit is fast dude honestly swear to god that shit looks like the horses are like fucking flashes you lose you lose like like oh my god you gotta keep up with that it's like so it's like you really gotta be looking you gotta be paying attention because it's like flashes i think more often in horse racing you have a photo finish as opposed to uh, human racing human racing where it's yeah. not always so close but yeah horse, horse racing, racing you got a photo many finish. many times yeah it's a photo finish it's crazy uh i, I like I, like i said i like that too but man i i can't gamble on it because i don't i don't know what horses do i don't know who's gonna win you know what i like about horses? i like the cool here. names like uh you know like Celeste Dildo. I'm like, oh, that's a horse name? Like, yeah, that's totally a horse name. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> or, that should be a horse name, Celeste Dildo. <laughs> I, I like, I horse. like going out to, you know, Del Mar and like the racetrack and just betting the minimums, man, like dollar twenty five, two bucks. Yeah. I always like to do the, this. the five one, which is what the, tri, no, it's not the trifecta, it's like, Quintanilla. It's, yeah, yeah, Quint- yeah, there you go, the Quintanilla. That's what I like to do, and uh, that's a really hard one to win, man. <laughs> I mean, I only bet like two bucks on it or three bucks or whatever. I've only been there with my uh, old company. They used to get a suite, and we would go to Del Mar, and I would just, you know, bet a couple bets because I again I don't I don't follow horse racing. You know, I like the people that are really into it because 
I remember that show on HBO that got canceled because a lot of horses died and it had fucking uh, Dustin Hoffman in it, I think. It was a really good show, but a lot of horses died and they couldn't make that claim like no animals were harmed in the production of the show. No, they couldn't make horses that. And even, even this year at the Kentucky Derby, how many horses were scratched or died because they actually suspended that and they had to like they had to take it to another track. I think it was like 12 horses this year. Like that, that died or had to be put down. That's crazy, dude. They they're giving these new drugs and steroids to these horses. I mean, yeah, they have to. I'm be. not saying that it's you know I kind of just did say that it's happening, but you know I'm not gonna say that that's the reason these horses are dying, man. But everybody wants their jockey to be lighter. Everybody wants their horse to be stronger, bigger. Oh, faster. for sure, dude. And I feel bad, like so. Bring up another aspect, like a dark spot about like horse like horse racing those mm. jockeys oh yeah bro fucking anorexic midgets is really what no shit hey you're 103 pounds a day i told you under 100 get the fuck out you're yeah, fired fuck you're fucking fired all because you had a fucking you know a chipotle burrito the day before and then when they fall off a horse Say they're in the lead, and they fall off a horse, mm. they're fucking dead because they're going to get yeah. fucking trampled. And that's a sad part about horse racing, man. It is. Like, I was I was listening to it. Okay, so we are here in Southern California where Del Mar is in its opening day. So, obviously, that's a, that's a big sports topic today. I was listening to an interview with a uh, rather famous uh, Hispanic jockey, Juan something. I can't remember his name, but he has, like, I think 24. 500 race uh, 2500 wins under his belt but he would he was talking about how many horses he rides per day he said sometimes it's 10 10 races per day when he's at the track because i mean you have to think about how in demand jockeys are well think think about it too because i mean we were both wrestlers yeah. at the high school level at least and dude Sometimes, okay, at the extreme weights, heavyweight and 103-pounder, sometimes, like, you may be the only guy there, you know, unless somebody wants to bump up from heavyweight, not so much, but 103-pounder, oh, yeah. That got, it was rare, rare to see a four-year 103-pounder. Oh, yeah, rare. Very rare. Like, in the, if that guy made it to a senior as a 103-pounder, he's definitely... A badass. Yeah. He is like crushing the competition. Winning state. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> I know state's different here, but like to say he's winning the CIF chip, like hands down. Like you know, this dude is seventeen, pushing eighteen. He's still one hundred and three pounds. He's probably cut down from one hundred and twenty, which you have to think about it. One hundred twenty to hundred. That is like a, literally like a fourth to a fifth of your body weight that you're cutting down it's and you're maintaining. Off. And like yeah. And it's just like, here I am. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Get through me. And yeah, like, I, I know exactly what I'm the, doing. Like the health, not to get into the whole like topic about it, but like that's why a lot of the guys I grew up with that were 103s their freshman year. Yeah. Moved up to like 112, 118, 121, you know. Competition's still not so competitive there. Like I, I, in my experience, it was the one thirty to the one sixty pound range. Where you, that's that's the 
that is the normal walk around weight for most people in that high school level. And that's where you saw the most competition. Those were the most fiercely contested spots. I saw it was like in the, for out here in Southern California, it was like the, the 160s. Sure. You know, a lot of surfers out here, a lot of dudes that like wrangle bulls out in the fucking mountains. Oh, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, they're all kind of heavy, but like not so heavy, still kind of fits like 160s. I'm not like, I'm not going to say what class I was, but like my weight class was pretty fierce too because it was everybody that didn't want to be a fat ass. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's just like. (laughs) You, like you cut your weight, you you uh, and you still got this big fucking frame. Yeah, and you're just clashing against each other. Yeah, I remember. So I'm we're both big guys, but I did cut weight one year to make it to 189, which I don't know if that's still a weight class or not, but it was a weight class at the time, and I definitely had to cut weight to it because I would come straight out of football season, and people won't don't believe this. What am I crazy to believe? But during football season, I was 240, and I would cut down. Just not even cutting, I would get down to about 205 pounds normally. So a natural 215 pounder. But then when I actively cut weight, I got down to 189. Dude, one day I was doing the whole rigmarole. Fucking, I had the trash bags on, sweats. I would run before practice. I was in stupid good shape. But I, I literally sweat out 11 and a half pounds while I practice. Yeah. And I remember after that practice, dude, like, I couldn't feel part of my face. <laughs> my coach was like, just go lay, just go lay down, just go lay down. About to have a fucking seizure. Dude, yeah, it was fucking crazy. The, 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 the torture that, and look, I wasn't even super competitive. I, I, I had like maybe a 500 record my senior year, but there were other people out there that, yeah, they were cutting weight. The 100, so I said 135 to 155, but those were the most competitive weights up to 165 pounds. But man, you saw some. That's where all all the people kind of naturally gravitated toward. Oh right yeah, there. man. Like and if you're walking around at 150, you wanted to get down to the 120s to have it at the advantage. So again, if, man, if you were that if you were that senior and you could somehow get down to 103. Your competition was light <laughs> or they were inexperienced. Sometimes, you know, both. A comp, both. Sometimes yeah. both. Yeah, so it's like, dude, good on you. But, yeah, talking about the jockeys, the same thing with the jockeys. Same thing man. with the jockeys, man. That is a highly, highly specialized occupation. I don't know how well they're compensated. I, I could speak to that, but hopefully. I think they're compensated pretty well, man. Then we get to hold the trophy on the big TV. They probably... Uh, same thing for as many athletes. They probably have like, they probably make money aside from just racing horses. I think big money comes from that probably. Uh, you know, but yeah, I would assume that like they get treated like shit by the team. It's all about the horse. All about the horse. All about the horse, baby. All about the horse and that big old horse cock. Can we breed him out when he's done? Yep. Is he going to be a stud? Stud or, or a dud? Yeah, we, we both agree there. So, yeah. My favorite's the 100 meters. Your favorite's F1. And we both agree on horse racing. Horse racing is tight. Anyway, let us know your favorite race. Let us know your your uh, your biggest wins and your biggest woes. 
Were you uh, ever involved in a race, maybe? For your life. For your for life. Money. <laughs> for money. Or, ever competed in anything? Let us know. Yeah. We want to know. We want to hear from our double-digit subscribers. Hopefully triple-digit by the time this comes out. We'll see. We'll see. We'll fucking see. What's our next topic? Let's move on. Anyway, already five deep. Episode 15 concluded. Um...